0: I just discovered uh Gnome Core. Do you know about Gnome Core? It's uh, like kids no. who are super in a norm, but it's like hot gnomes. I'm um, not kidding.
1: My- okay. <laughs> this is a rabbit hole I did not know we were gonna go down yeah, today. I'm and sorry. I, I-
0: I joined TikTok. It's, it's a mess. Like you don't even know how far it
1: goes. Oh no. Is this why he's trying to ban it? Like what's going on out there?
0: Oh, it's beautiful. It's all very wholesome. It's just like children who enjoy dressing like gnomes, but kind of sexy gnomes or mushrooms or fawns or like whatever.
1: Oh my God. Well, I've definitely been a fawn before for the Ren Faire. So I feel mm-hmm. like maybe that, that could fit in. I feel like, you know.
0: Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror notebook to corrupt one of my longtime
1: chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. Eww!
0: Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. This is I'm, Julia. I'm Terry. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see and hear and talk to you, all of you out there, about uh, 2020's Gretel and Hansel. The title of this episode is Charmingly Unchaperoned. And the t- tagline for this movie is A Grim Fairy Tale.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. i almost is? had it last week when we were, were talking, talking about, about it now. at the
0: end i was like grim a grim it story it mm-hmm. is a grim fairy tale uh mm-hmm. this movie was made for five million dollars it made 21 million dollars okay not bad not bad at all it was written by rob hayes and directed by osgood perkins who is anthony perkins son oh i did not know that that's cool yeah so I saw this movie on opening day and I was excited because I had seen uh, it chapter one and two and loved Sophia Lillis as Bev. Nice. Uh, so I, she's luminous and uh, always does a, an incredible performance. I just like love to watch her face. So I was very excited to see this movie and then was so blown away and pleasantly surprised. Um, to me, it felt like if you took a Jodorowsky movie and a Polanski movie and an Argento movie and mashed them up, and then made them kind of feminist, and I was like, "That's what this movie is." And but and, and also the the courage to make a movie that's a fairy tale movie. And fairy tale movies are always very bright, very colorful, like lots of sparkly, pretty things, pastels, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This is like, nope, we're gonna give you no color, bleak
1: as fuck. Color. But they, I they like do, it. but they do give you color. But the color is almost, it's almost always through like a window, like as a prism. And that's the only time you really get any types of colors in the film, which I thought was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like from the stained glass windows and things like that, you're getting different, different stuff. So that felt very, um, very Argento as well too. Like it made me think of Suspiria and the the window yeah. and stuff like that as well. It was very cool. Yeah,
0: And I, I you know, I feel like this movie uh, didn't do as well as it could have, and even though it did well, but it's just, I think it was... People were not prepared for it to be so art house, um, and it's so great. And so, like for me, you win me over when you have the old school Orion logo from the '80s. Like, yeah, that's
1: what I was rare. like, what? I was like, this is like, I was like, did I put up the wrong, put on the wrong movie? Like at first, I was like, oh, did I hit the wrong thing to hit start? And then I was like, no, this is how it's starting. How dope is that to have this yeah. vintage logo?
0: It's amazing. So they start out with a fairy tale within a fairy tale mm-hmm. about the, uh, this very beautiful child who uh, wears a pink cap. She, it was uh, the most beautiful child in the village, but oh, she became Ill-
1: a How cool yeah. is that a hat? Sorry. Anyway. It's yeah. a pretty cool
0: hat. Yeah. Um, I just, I just discovered a uh, gnome core. Do you know about gnome core? It's uh, like kids no. who are super in a norm, but it's like hot gnomes. I'm um, not kidding.
1: <laughs> okay. This is a rabbit hole. I did not know we were going to go down yeah, today. I'm and sorry. I... I started-
0: I joined TikTok. It's it's a mess. Like, you don't even know how far it
1: goes. Oh, no. Is this why he's trying to ban it? Like, what's going on out there? No,
0: it's beautiful. It's all very wholesome. It's just like children who enjoy dressing like gnomes, but kind of sexy gnomes. Or mushrooms, or fawns, or like, whatever.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I've definitely been a fawn before for the Ren Faire, So I feel mm-hmm. like maybe that, that could fit in. I feel like... You know. Okay, so the
0: pink cap we will say is dope uh so, so the, the little girl is taken to an enchantress uh who and and this was like I, you had me with the ryan logo then you have this shot when you first see enchantress and she's sitting uh like kneeling in front of a triangle with a big fucking el topo Jodorowski hat on and it was the most like jodorowsky shot And i was like whoa wait what we're gonna get this shit hell yes, I'm in, within like a minute. Uh, So, so cool. And so they say that the Enchantress takes uh, the illness away, but in its place gives her the gift of second sight. sight. Mm -hmm. So now she has this power where everybody wants to hear their future, but nobody wants to listen to what she actually tells them their future is because nobody wants to hear bad news. They only want to hear good news.
1: Well, not just that, but like, as they said at the beginning, everyone's future is death at some point. And so, I mean, when people get wind of that, no one really wants to, wants to hear that. So there's a bitter end for all, as they say, there's a lot of poet poetic language in the film, obviously to you, because it's, it's a fairy tale for sure. So there's a lot of stuff that kind of lands in that way. And one of the ones that's pretty great from this is beware of gifts of those who are happy to take them because. Beware obviously of those who. But where are those who offer them and Mm -hmm. those who are happy to take them. them. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. True. Um, But so the the little, uh, the girl in the little pink cap is uh, disheartened because everybody now thinks she's kind of a witch and evil. And so she uh, makes her father deep throat. One would say like a soldering iron,
1: like he's, he's blacksmithing. Yeah. He's soldering. And it's, it's interesting too, because it's not just him. It's like all these people, she kind of has them go, to end themselves in different ways. Um, and she's, because she's, you know, tired of, of being, I think taken from, and also just like, you guys already know that it's the end. So why prolong it? This is it. Just take yeah. yourselves out now. Um, and so she, they, mm-hmm.
0: so I'm, sorry. Uh, they end up uh, leaving her in the woods to fend for herself and die, do what she will. Uh, but of course she does not die. She's crafty uh, as hell. Yep. Uh, so then we are introduced to uh, Gretel and Hansel. So uh, Gretel played by Sophia Lillis and uh, Hansel played by Samuel Leakey, um, who is so adorable. I can't He's even handle how a cute a cherub
1: he is. of a little child. So sweet. Little round face. And she's the older sister dealing with her little brother. Um, but they you also meet mom not too shortly after this who is not in the best of ways. She's no. not a great mom. You get that right away. And she's kind of got her own mental break and is not doing well being a mom, um, and she it, has
0: forced Gretel to go out to see if she can get work because they they have no way of uh, going uh, getting any money, so she goes to an interview and a very, and this was, you know, very Argento lighting with these kind of really bright colors. And you're right. Mm-hmm. There are kind of like windows and things that are very colorful. like a bright pink
1: and orange. I was like, no, there's colors in this movie. It's just not where you expect them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has this very awkward interview with this very foppish gentleman who is leering at her in a way you don't want to be leered at. Uh, and wants predator, to hit, yeah,
1: People, uh, predator mode, yes. he's not great. He wants her to call him my Lord. Uh, He insists on that. She's saying yes, sir, to everything he's asking. And he's like, actually, I would do better if you called me my Lord. She's like, yeah, my Lord. And you get right away. She is a very strong willed child, Mm -hmm. a woman on the verge of womanhood. You know, she's in that, in that phase of like, she does not like being told what to do. You get that. And you get that she's probably not going to make a very subservient servant, no matter where she ends up.
0: Yeah, she's too smart and she's too strong-willed, and she—I think she—Sophia Sophia, Sophia does a really good job of—you always see what Gretel's thinking, even when she's saying something completely opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have this feeling of she's tamping down her her personality to try to fit what this person wants, even though she's not a subservient person. Uh, yeah. But then he asks, uh, "Have you kept your maidenhood?" That is the next question, and that is the question she's nope's out.
1: Nope. Yep. And, and even before he asks that too, like she, um, you already get, that she, even though she's trying to tampen down her, who she is, he, she, he already gets that she's not a subservient person. I think he's kind of challenged by that too, but he also just tells her to talk less, um, as well before he gets into this maidenhood business. And she is definitely like double tapped. Nope. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye yep. sir. Like, nope, I don't want this job because she gets right away that it's not going to be the kind of job that she wants. She does not want to be a whore basically. No, I know,
0: but this is, you know, the choice that she comes up with when she comes home and mom who looks not good, uh, tells her she can't stay here. Like you, you and your brother have to leave. You can't go here, take them to a co- go to a convent, see if they'll throw, throw yourself at their mercy. Well, she says
1: this house is too crowded because the ghost of your father is here. And I was like, Oh, you probably don't want to be in that house. Then if it's too crowded, it's like, and it's so bleak. Cause the house looks for all intents of it looks very empty. There's nothing in the home. There's no food. I mean, it's, it's barren. It's like a table. Two chairs, you know, like, I mean, it's literally nothing is in there but dust and sadness. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: the mom says, well, uh, you can't stay here cause I'm going to kill myself as well. So you need to leave because,
1: yep. And so, and she says, go dig of- holes and graves. You can go dig graves at the convent for all I care. Dig one for mommy while you're there, by the way. You're like, uh. Yeah. Uh, and then if that wasn't
0: enough, then she comes out with an axe. And you're like, okay, well, we have to leave right now. So Gretel takes Hansel and out. They leave with nothing. They have nothing with them. They just nothing on their backs. The they just
1: are go out. And they also have this little greeting that they've done a couple of times now, too, that I think is also really sweet, but also sad and also scary all at the same time. How do they do it? So good. Um, but they put their help steps forehead to forehead, and they... Um, <laughs> oink like little piggies at each other and that's their little thing and I was like oh no they're going to get fattened up later because I'm thinking of you know Hansel and Gretel like the the Mm -hmm. old old fairy tale I'm like oh no little piggies so Um, uh, they end up uh, leaving
0: and walking through the forest and don't know where they're going and sneak into uh, a house that they think is abandoned. Uh, so they find a little bed and they'll just like crawl right in. And I'm like, such a fairy tale thing. Who would do that? If you're like in a house, you walk into a house, obviously not abandoned because there's a bunch of candles lit and there's a bed that's just like nice. There's like a little out. fire. Like, yeah. And, like, there's someone there. You don't just like go into their beds, dude, but you know, it's fairy tale. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And in this bed also with them uh, is this horrible monster that like, comes screaming out of the bed this monster by the way never explained just kind of like well what the fuck was that just sometimes there's
1: monsters kids and it runs them out of the house and they try to defend themselves and uh it doesn't go super well
0: (laughs) no it doesn't but luckily they have uh, the hunter who comes to show them who comes to save them uh charles Babaloa, who is so he has a very small part but just hot and also just like very i has this very regal, like he belongs in a fairy tale. Like I buy him as this person. Totally. And he's- to them but also is like you can't stay here so why don't you go head out down to the road there's some foresters who you can probably go stay with they can give you work and you don't have to be a whore and that's always a good thing well so. he also
1: tells her like hey girl like you seem really smart you can learn the ways of the herbs and the earth basically and like mm-hmm. probably do very well doing that and this little kid he's going to do great as a forester he already wants to use an axe and you could see that in his little eyes like he's excited to go out but it's like they are children um, and the little boys like he doesn't understand little Hansel was like, but Gretel, I, why can't we stay with him? It was nice there. And she's like, yeah, if he wanted kids, he would have had them already kid. Like, sorry, like we don't get to stay here. So they've been forced out of their home. Now they're forced out of this space, but he's given them direction. He's like, Hey, go through the forest. Um, but don't and stay on this path though. Don't stray from the path and don't talk to wolves or spend time, you know, talking to anybody. Um, Cause it's not going to go well for you. You need to, you need to stay on the path.
0: Uh, yes, but of course, uh, you can't tell someone to straight, to stay on the path and actually have them stay on the path because they will hundred percent stray from that path. They're already seeing, um, in the woods, by the way, these very strange hooded figures mm-hmm. that are standing quite far, far away in these black hoods. It reminded me of the void, I was going to say that I had that
1: literally in my notes. I drew pictures also because (laughs) from the first page, I always draw pictures. I have pictures just so I can, I'm a very visual person. So I am always drawing like in my little notes from the beginning, I was like, oh, is it like the void, this void symbol? Um, I had like, cause there's a lot of triangles in this movie too. Um, Mm -hmm. From the very beginning, like even as she's telling the pink hat um, little girl story um, in the fairy tale within the fairy tale um, where the witch and like, or her, like, or, or whoever the, the, person who's giving the little girl powers. It's like that it's in the midst of this triangle, Mm -hmm. um, structure. So it did look very Jodorowski too. Like I was like, Oh yeah, totally. Like we're on the top of the mountain. It's this holy mountain. And it's like a triangle here too. And everything comes to this point, even the hats that they have, everything kind of has these, this tri corner situation. You're very, 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 very observant. Um, Exactly, and I, I think it's uh,
0: such beautiful cinematography in this movie. Oh, yeah, it's stunning. There's like just gorgeous, and the you know the, not only the landscapes but just the camera angles. On there's a lot of. Um, eye lenses and things to make look everything kind of distorted, uh, mm-hmm. which was very Polanski. And then of course she has the Rosemary's baby haircut as well. So they're all <laughs> dripping everything in there
1: quite nicely for they got, you. They got a lot, but then she, and even her outfit is a little bit reminiscent of that. I feel like with her little, the little collar and stuff like that, which were great costumes too. So the little boy wants to hear the story while they're out walking about of the pink cat girl. And she's like, uh-uh, too scary for us. Whilst we're walking through the woods, kid. I don't think you want to hear that. But he's like, no, no, no. I, I want to hear it.
0: They're both so hungry and uh so they're this is you know they've been walking for days uh and they finally what do they see on the ground some, some mushrooms. mushrooms so gretel's like well i'll just go up and ask them if they're friendly because how do we know if they're friendly or not uh and then she says uh i think that it told me she to, said eat me and i was like ah here we are back in alice in wonderland yet again yeah i kind of like the movie last week very much so yeah, that's <laughs> like underwater mm-hmm. uh, uh so they end up uh we have, uh, an unexpected high on mushroom scene. Yeah, psychedelic mushroom trip-out scene, which I was like, not expecting, but very happy that I'm seeing this. Not Not expecting to see the kids on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Just laughing and going bananas. Um, And then they finally find the house, the mysterious triangle house, uh, and- Hansel has been talking uh, throughout this whole movie. Yeah, he just wants a crumb of cake. That's all he wants is a crumb of cake. And uh, he starts going towards the house and Gretel's pulling him back. He says, it smells of cake. I am unable to resist. <laughs> he and I was like, I feel you, Hansel. I
1: feel you, man. And then, then he also starts smelling bacon. Here. And he's like, bacon and cake? Like, we have to get in there, sister. And he's so little and he just doesn't understand. Like, you don't just go into people's houses. But they find a, they knock on the door and nobody answers. But then they find a window and they look through and again, we get that triangle imagery again. Um, as she looks through on the other side of the door, it looks like her eye is framed like like by a triangle. And I was like, Ooh, these look like more evil symbols and stuff. It's very cool. Um, as we see her little eye blinking through there and she can see a table full of food. And so they are able to get Hansel shimmy through the window. It and looks like the most
0: succulent feast, just like shimmering in the firelight, looks so gorgeous.
1: It reminds me a little uh, bit of Pan's Labyrinth, though. I was like, don't eat the food! It's like Pan's Labyrinth. You can't eat that food! Be yeah. careful! You're going to awaken some beast! So, so
0: of course, uh, Hansel goes in to steal a cake, and all of a sudden, uh, the witch appears, and Hansel disappears.
1: Well, also, and, so, and, then, and then Gretel tries to um, get into... Get in, but she throws a big-ass rock, and the window does not break. It's an unbreakable, impenetrable window. In Terrifying. In a time
0: period where we, we wouldn't have such things. Correct. I mean, it's, an, it's a very nebulous time period, but, you know, fairy tale time period. But, yeah, I think having unbreakable glass is probably not. But if you're an enchantress, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. That's one of the benefits. Um, really cool that this, uh, the witch is played by Alice Krijge, who uh, we know from Sleepwalkers, who was the mother in Sleepwalkers, she's amongst great. many other things. Uh, and she's incredible in this and just looks terrifying and so magnetic at the same time.
1: Yeah, she's a force for sure. And like, kind of like, just, ah uh, there's something about her that is very otherworldly. I think that's why she gets cast in these things too. There's, she looks like she's from another time and space, mm-hmm. you know, like you're just like, I don't yeah. know where you're from, who you are, but I know, um, but she,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, uh, so eventually the witch uh, lets Gretel in and uh, sits him down upon the table and asks him where, why they're uh, so charmingly unchaperoned. And she, uh, Gretel says, our mother has come upon hardship. And the witch is usually the first
1: thing a mother comes upon.
0: <laughs> like, We're just slipping it in there. <laughs> time, there <laughs>
1: or not slipping it in there or slipping it in. Oh, anyway. Um, and then and the, the, mm-hmm. She's also sniffing Hansel's hair
0: and then like pulls out a lock of his hair and is sniffing it. Uh reminding me of Crispin Glover in Charlie's Angels. That was that's, that's oh, this,
1: yeah. Very similar energy for sure. And I was like, Oh no, that's not a good sign when a lady's plucking a hair from a boy and putting it in a magic little box somewhere, like who knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly it's, it's strange. And she was like, and, and Gretel's also got her little cackles up and is like, uh, you weren't expecting guests, but you made all this, food. I mean, it literally looks like she's going to have like a hundred people over for like a ballroom feast. Yeah, like (laughs) a Henry VIII type Bacchanalia
0: kind of feast. Mm -hmm. Um, So they end up, she says, you can stay here. And so they end up going to sleep. Um, There's a lot of really great dream sequences in this movie. And I feel like they all feel different terrifying in different ways Um, a lot of cool mirror stuff with this one Um, and he she hears Gretel hears a voice a little girl's voice saying my mother she killed me my mother she ate me
1: Mm -hmm. and it's, it's strange too. Cause we're also, you, I wasn't sure partly if it was like dream or waking. It's like that weird in between limbo land where you're like, is this happening for real now with this, within this house? Is this another room in the home? What's going on? A lot of it, you can't really tell what's dream or waking each time she has these dreams. Um, mm-hmm. and she also, you also have the same windows again from like that scene with that interview she had with that gentleman, the milord, uh, predator man. Um, and she see, there's stuff that's coming back from her fears from before are presenting themselves in the present right now, too. And she sees all these children that have come before her who have maybe been eaten, and that's what they keep talking about, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, Gretel realizes that they're kind of in dire need of a place to stay now, and they won't stay long. But Hansel's like, great, let's stay here. Look at all this food. She's going to teach me how to be a lumberjack. This is great. Why are we got to leave?
1: eyes are bigger than his little stomach, and he just is happy to eat, and he does not see the danger that Eli's, that's in, right in front of his face. But again, Gretel, there's something about the space. I'm wondering why she isn't trying to get out of there either, but she, I think, is also, as much as she's afraid, she's also very intrigued by what's happening here and also trying to figure out how and why this woman has all these things. Um, well, also mm-hmm. I think that the witch is probably the first person
0: she's met who, who is encouraging her and is, is saying, yes, like be more of a woman and let's, I'll teach you all of these things. I know all of these ways I could teach you to them. Um, she the makes of the herb. herb. Mm-hmm. She has yeah, like a big herb book, a great, yeah. Old timey book with all of these herbs in it. And she makes Gretel a potion to drink uh, very suspiciously, uh, but says tomorrow you'll be a new girl sorry. Right. So, you know, and Gretel doesn't know, you know, it's that thing where you kind of don't have a choice. You're staying there on somebody's behalf. You have to kind of drink what they give you, even no matter, you don't know what it is.
1: Um, uh, you and, don't and, have and, to, um, that's actually, you don't have to do any of that. <laughs> but you know, I think, I think in this world, obviously she feels important at all. I think she's also mildly like hypnotized by her, you know, and enthralled by her. So yes, Mm -hmm. she does take it and she does drink it, but she didn't have to, but there's something of, of the knowledge that she's trying to impart on her that she's really intrigued by.
0: Yeah. Because uh, so she, uh, then have, we have another dream sequence. Um, and this one uh, is where she's following the girl with the pink cap and goes down into this very strange room. It's, uh, incredibly tall, uh, but all white. It's like brick, white bricks on the side and then just a white floor. Um, and there's a kind of a morgue-type table set up with bodies mm-hmm. underneath the sheet. Um, and you can hear little children's voices saying, don't look at us. We've gotten old down here. Uh, and she starts to pull back the sheet, but gasp of horror. But we don't know what she sees. Uh,
1: but there's but also she the up- sheet, as, but not just gaps of horror. The sheet all of a sudden looks like it's gone from like covering dead bodies to like blood filling the whole sheet. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up and she got a
0: period in the night. So what was in that potion? We don't fucking know. Uh, so she's got to go down to wash her clothes uh, in the, down by the and- little creek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but she comes back and she says to Hansel, there's something wrong here. And he says, but it's all so pleasant. It does seem that's always the downfall, right? Like if you're in a place, you're like, ah, there's something wrong, but man, it's kind of nice here. Why would I leave? Yeah.
1: There's all this food. Like there, I mean, they haven't, they've been starving for a long time. It seems like too, because even when Gretel had first gone for that interview, she was like, well, maybe if I have crumbs of cake, I can sneak some to you little Hansel. And he's like, oh, what that? you know, that place might get his cake and he's always you get he's always led by his little stomach. Um but um and, and you know, she's telling them that we need to continue on to the Forsters and, and and you know, find our find our way. Um but there's still something not right that she's trying to figure out. And little Hansel goes out and practices with his little axe and tries to chop down a tree. And he's just a tiny little boy. And he's having a very hard, hard time. Uh-huh. He does
0: find some uh, creepy uh, children's shoes tied in trees in the forest as well as some pentagrams that are carved in the trees. Uh, and then starts is- hearing a
1: voice that says, go into the shed um, and talks about saws in the shed, teeth that are never fed. I was like, Ooh, okay. So people are going to get cut up. Like what's going on. is not good. Um, and so, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have this uh, scene now where
0: we have the witch has this jar of salve that mm-hmm. looks Repulsive uh, that she looks like petroleum jelly, like little, little old timey petroleum like, jelly. That, like, sound effect of the like the squelch as she puts her
1: fingers in and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Wes usually makes sounds like that when we would play a game. He used to make one that I hated of this one little creature he made up. I was like, I hated it because it sounded like that. Like, no, 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 stop it, Wes. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, it is kind of gross. I get it.
0: Uh, and so she, uh, she tells Gretel to put her hands in the salve as well, which she does. And then, uh, this magic salve can now somehow make you control this
1: stuff it helps her attune to it basically. So it's like, I guess like, it's like getting like grounding. Like I imagine like when you put, then we put that stuff on those little mallets that are like, did it clear? You know what I mean? They're like, they put little, like, it's like almost oh, like that's... a little, yeah. Like it's almost like a little grounding goo. Um, but there's a staff that like this beautiful wooden staff that looks like a legit tree branch um, that she's just, you know, like smoothed out and all that stuff that she attunes to right away. And she's actually quite adept. We realized that Gretel has actually got some witch in her and is very good at tuning to this to this thing. Yeah, she is quite powerful. Um, can I just mention, by the way, how much I love the, the music in this
0: mov- movie as well? That There's like hardcore, like heavy synths, which I'm super into. I like it. This um, is all your I shit. <laughs> I know. It is. That's why I like it so much. Uh, so so uh, Hansel eventually starts seeing how creepy things are, and he wants to leave um, because you know, and they say like, the witch has a lot to give, but what is she taking? And he
1: starts, to he speak. turns the words back on her because that's what his sister had said earlier. She's like, yeah, when gifts are given, like it doesn't mean things are free. Um, and so, but he, but now that she's been roped in and he's being pushed away at this point, because basically what the witch has done is she had lured Hansel in through his stomach and food and all that stuff. But what she was really trying to get to was Gretel mm-hmm so it gets to a point where there's this evening and again
0: you don't know if it's kind of dream or waking where gretel gets real angry with him he's like okay fine you want to leave let's let well, us i will show you how to leave let's go i'm gonna she write walks him out artwork.
1: in the middle of the freaking night and leaves him out in the woods i was like this sweet little boy i was like even if this is a dream like stop it but she can't tell because again we've been this dream waking a lot waking asleep wait what who is it so i think yeah, it, this time it no. seems like it
0: was real yeah, she wakes up and she like hopes that it was a dream, and it seems like she wasn't. And this is the only time we really—it seems very out of character for her. Even if she's scared, she seems quite level-headed, and there was this kind of aggression that seemed unnatural. But now she's gone through with it, and now he's gone, so she's freaking out. But the witch is like, "Ah, eh, he's fine. He's a little boy. He'll come back. It's no problem." And he's Gretel's like, "He's out there by himself, little boy. Let's go look for him." But she won't let her go, she, she, and basically. she doesn't
1: go and look for him. Like another day and a half later. <laughs> until she finally even makes any type of attempt to get outside of the house because she also still wants to learn more shit from this lady. And this is what... quite enchanted by her yeah i think she's underneath a a spell a little bit too and so um and this we also were getting like sounds of wolves in the night that night before too and then we saw like the cat and i was like is she turned into a cat sometimes because um the witch has got these um like black um her fingers are like black um dyed it looks like but it also looks like the cat paws of this cat And they have similar, like, coloring and markings. And I just found that very interesting because she seemed, like, very much, like, she kind of moved, like, a little, like, a little cat, cat. too. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: So then Gretel has, you can, you know, Sophia Lewis is so good at, like, you know, showing us what the character's thinking underneath the surface. And so that night she's like, well, my brother... (coughs) Sorry, my brother's missing. Uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep very well. So why don't you make me up a sleeping potion? That would be great. Mm -hmm. So she has her do it. And she's like, make sure that you, you know, this is very hard. You make sure when you're making a sleeping potion, you have to be real specific or else it's going to be a super nightmares. So be careful. So she drinks it and then goes away, goes to her room and just throws it up immediately. Mm hmm. Cause what she really wants, she wants the witch to think that she's sleeping. What she really wants to do is go check out this wall in the cupboard that seems suspicious because it seems like there might be something, a door or something. Well, she behind.
1: found a hidden doorknob, like behind like some crazy wall in one of the closets. So she really wants to get down into this room. And it, I think the room has been calling her as well. Um, and so she decides to go and search uh, down in this like creepy basement thing. Um, yeah.
0: And goes through and finds the white room that she had seen in her dream. Uh, And Hansel is just standing in the corner, facing the corner, just completely catatonic. Like we, we
1: assume he's just been standing there for the last day or two uh that's where he's been this whole time it just looks like he's seen things yeah and he is completely entranced and this poor little kid is he looks broken already and it's really sad because he was such a little bright little light at the beginning and then to see him like even the night before when he couldn't he was no longer able to eat and she had put this huge pie in front of him he's like i can't eat it and um he had had his fill and that's how you know he was done like he's you know that's it so they, uh, this,
0: there's a, a pipe in the side of the room and all of this black stuff starts pouring out of the pipe, uh, which morphs into the witch uh, in, a, in a young form, in a beautiful form. Uh, still with the black fingers, but now she's all like tattooed and cool.
1: She and looks so goth she, princess. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's really good. That's Jessica DeGau. She does a really fantastic job. She's gorgeous. Oh, yes. um, and so mm-hmm. she starts. She has this giant bucket of organs that she pours out onto the table. It's just this
1: bucket of gore nastiness. This part really reminded me of Suspiria, like a lot and of the new Suspiria too. Just like even how she pours out of there, like as like the blood, like the black blood turns into the dress and then this bucket of guts and body parts and pieces and all these things across a big old dining table um entrails and then we also hear children wailing and flesh squealing Uh (laughs) and she waves her hands over
0: that big old pile of gore and it turns into a delicious buffet of great things to eat
1: so you so, realize they've been eating uh, this food because um earlier in the film little gretel had asked like hey i could go on an errand and actually when she was trying to get out of there at one point was like i could go get fresh stuff i know um plums are actually only last three days i don't know how you know I someone needs to go to the market i'm very good at finding things and she's like oh no no no! things last longer here and you're like mm, what kind of preservations yeah. you got lady this is the preservation
0: yeah. Are you getting this food? This is where they're getting the food. Um, so then we have, uh, so then we, we, and we don't know now like which which form is the true form. Is she actually the young witch or is she actually the old witch? We don't know which one, but she's obviously not what she appears to be. Not at all. Um, so the witch starts heading out uh, into the woods. She's got a errand to run. She's got a shovel with her where she's going out there. Um, and she uh, comes back, And Gretel, uh, says, she has to make, have me make some tea. So when I come back, I'll have some warm tea. And I was like, all right, I'll make you some tea. No problem. Uh, but it's that, you know, very charged, like, of course, the witch knows what you're going to do. Of course, she told you to make her tea. So she's are going to do this. Like she knows so you're going to try ahead.
1: to do something. Yeah. Cause she also wants to test her power. So she makes her some poison tea, of course, as you do when you're challenged like this and you've seen some crazy lady make entrails. Um, and so she tries to hand the witch some poison and the witch is like, yeah, yeah. By the way, like the biggest thing to do is when you're a witch is you got to figure out what your like weaknesses are and get immune to it. So yeah, I can drink poison basically is what she lets her know. And I know what your poison is too. I already figured it out. It's your little brother. He's your poison. I've already told you he was a burden and a pebble in your shoe and you need to get rid of him anyway and move on. So you can be your true self and your true form um, and move on. Yeah. She's like, you'll be very powerful. You're going to have mastery
0: and domain, dominion, almost nearly everything. No problem. Uh, Can we talk about this, uh, this great shot of the, when the witch finally takes a sip of the drink and pulls, uh, hair
1: out of her mouth yeah yeah like, she pulls a full pigtail not just a little yeah. bit of hair it's like a full like oh so then we realize like literally everything she's been eating has been bodies and parts and things and so she's literally pulling out stuff that uh, she's so she
0: and, and she wants to tell gretel she wants to tell her version of the story of the girl with the pink cap
1: because the story is true but it's not all that she's heard before and it's her story
0: So she tells her story that, uh, she was, uh, the mother of this beautiful child. Uh, but she knew that she was, uh, her, her poison as well. Mm Uh, so she wanted to consume her powers and, uh, ate her. Yep.
1: Yeah. So eat the kid and that's how you get the power. So great. So she ate her kid and now, uh, yeah. And, and
0: she says that she assumed the old age guys to make herself seem kind and weak. So she's actually the young woman, which is a flip of the switch, right? Normally it's, you have the, like the old witch and some she could do the glamor where she appears young and beautiful, but this is actually opposite. She's actually young and beautiful and glamoring to look old and ugly.
1: Yeah. So people will like n- not be afraid of her. Um, so, um, and it, and it has worked. And then, um, all of a sudden we've got, um, this is a, a super challenge now too. So basically they're like kind of standing off against each other. And she's like, well now I can choose to consume you or you need to consume this kid uh, and continue this like power structure on. So now we're back in the white room. Um, and we've got little Hansel here used as, you know, he's in still entranced and under the spell and she's going to have him step into some fire and like step up on this platform and jump into fire uh or get roasted could,
0: like roast him he over roast him in like a cage fire. yeah and and she wants because hansel is gretel's poison she wants her to eat him because like this is how we get rid of him you'll consume his powers everything will be fine mm-hmm. luckily hansel's still in a state of katatania so he's not exactly really there but it's even more terrifying and gretel is, is chained to the table can't get up but she's watching this happen powerlessly um but then she sees the staff yep
1: and has a great yes. idea. So she rubs her little forehead to get some some oil from herself, from her face it looks like, um, uh-huh. to, onto her hands to have some sort of salve to help tune to because she's learned this now. She needs a little bit of that. And she tunes the, um, the staff and sends the staff shooting across the room, um, hangs, basically hangs the witch by her neck uh, as the staff enters the side of the wall. And then the witch is hanging over the fire pit now and uh
0: she she's uh screaming turning the fire green as she's dying and disintegrating um and hansel still climbing still climbing that ladder like still trying to like get to that cage yeah all a yep. matter of moments uh but at the last moment which is disintegrated gretel is able to break her chains get free uh and we think all is well but then gretel's like no no hansel you gotta leave without me this is our, our
1: story splits into two now and you got to go on to the foresters by yourself. He's now a little huntsman and she sets him on a little horse and is like, okay, bye. And just sends him on his way. And he eventually gets someplace and he finds an ax and he's really excited. And he does find a place. He goes back to the mom's house to Mm -hmm. see if the
0: mom's there, but the ax that she had still on the table and he just takes that. And now he's got to go on her own. And so we go, we have this kind of you know, final end of Greta looking very angelic and she's wearing all white, and you're like, oh, she's going to be a good witch. And she's like, found the power. No. Everything's going to be good. And you got to be brave and trust yourself. And then she finds her own, own story. <laughs> her fingers turn all black. So I take that to mean that she is destined to be a bad witch. Is that your assumption, or do you think that just I means witch, that- period?
1: She's taken the darkness on in some way. And so she's embraced it. And I feel like somebody has to be there like as chained to that. Because even if you kill that person, I feel like some part of that still goes with you. It seems mm-hmm. that she's part of that chain now. Um was my guess. Um but-
0: but mm-hmm. it's also, even though, you know, you do have this witch who's, you know, luring her into evilness, there is this other side of it, of like an older woman teaching a young, younger woman. And it, especially in this time period to speak up and, you know, learn your own things and be educated and, and you have power and I'm going to help you find it. And, and then, you know, you have Gretel going out at the end and she's like, I can't, I can't be with you. I have to be by myself. I have yeah. to do this alone. Well, she has um, to be brave and trust
1: herself, which is, I love that that's like kind of the lesson is like, well, that's it. That's all you're left with. Like at the end of the day, you can't lean on or help, you know, someone else. Like you really just need to like, kind of trust yourself and your own instinct, um, and where you need to be. And that's something that we
0: always uh, say here on horror movies. guide is, is like the final girl always has to do it by herself. She, she can never rely on anybody else. Um, so, you know, an empowering kind of uh, feminist take on uh, Hansel and Gretel. Uh, As I said, I think this movie is fantastic, visually incredible, a a really different way to do a fairy tale. Performances are on point. Um, I really like it. So for Gore Factor, uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. Five is run for the barf bag. This gets a five. You got a whole table full of entrails, and then you're like, oh, they've been eating them this whole time.
1: Ugh. Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean, also, like, the the deaths at the very beginning and stuff like that, too, and the way people have to kind of go out. It's pretty wild, So, um, but mostly for that big table of entrails and then blood on the floor and blood everywhere and lots of blood um, over and over. Um, way more than uh bathtubs, lots of bark bag. Next we get to movie <laughs> ratings. Chainsaws, one if you're desperate, two barely qualifies as a horror film, three, seen worse, scene better, four, not too shabby, five, fantastic oracle I believe this film is a five. This was really intense, um, and beautiful and haunting, and I still keep thinking about it. I was I, I was very scared to watch it. I watched it too late at night um and dark in my room, and I was like, nope, we need the lights, more lights on, and uh yeah. it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, a five for me as well, which
0: makes it an all-around five. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yay. Big mark. Okay. <laughs> so, I, you know, as we know, can't get any better than all-around fives here on Horror Movie Travel Guide. So highly recommend Griddle and Hansel. Uh, if you didn't see it in the theater, that's okay. You can watch it now, and it will be just as good. Um, a really cool film. And uh, a different take on horror that I think I would like to see more of like this. It's like, if you take all of these directors that I love and then mash them together into something that's new, but that's the exciting part about it is I see the influences, but then it's also something you're creating something that's unique. So well, and I didn't know where it was going
1: to go. I was really pleasant. I was really surprised by different, some of the twists and turns. I honestly didn't know, even though it feels like a very familiar story. It really wasn't at the same time.
0: Uh, so thank you for listening to us talk about Gretel and Hansel next week. We are going to be talking about a film that neither Terry and I have seen, but we, it was recommended to us by Many a ton people. of people, <laughs> uh, the deeper you dig. So we are so so excited to discover it and talk about it with you. Yeah, it's a new film, uh, 2019. So
1: another modern film. So good. Yeah.
0: So we, we've been we've been doing. You know, we like to mix mix it up. Sometimes you do new stuff. Sometimes you do old stuff. This has been a kind of round of newer things. Um, but we are so happy to have you listen to us. We love to talk to you on on the Instagram,
1: the Twitter, the Facebook, uh, or join our Patreon if you're feeling uh, generous and like what we do. Yeah, we really appreciate it ever so much. We have lots of fun stuff in store and great conversations that you ha- that you can have, additional bonus fun stuff. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week for The Deeper You Dig. I highly recommend uh, watching it before uh, we talk about it next week. Yeah, do that. We'll see that.